We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. I am James Ham, and joining me from the great state of Ohio, we're bringing in a uh, an Ohio State legend, Mr. Costa Kufis. Costa, what's going on, man? Hey, James. Thanks for having me. How you doing, sir? I'm good. You know what? I, I miss sitting in the locker room uh, and just chilling and hanging out with you, hanging out with Omri when he was with the team. It's always that, like, the calm before the storm. I like to hang out without the recorder on and just kind of chill and, and take in the locker room. How much do you miss that during the offseason, that uh, that camaraderie of being in the locker room with all, all the guys? Well, I mean, it makes it easy, you know, with the team, with my teammates. So we're all, we have a bunch of good, like, good positive personalities on the team, and it, and it creates for a great atmosphere. You know, there's the locker room, the vibe in the locker room has always been positive, and it's easy it's easy to be in a, it's easy to do your work in a, in a great, in a great environment. You know, we've heard a little bit about that. I mean, you bring up the environment that, uh, you know, this cantankerous locker room that Jay Billis has kind of spilled out. Um, I've covered this team for a long time. Uh, this is, this will be my ninth season. I've seen some really bad locker rooms in Sacramento, but the last couple of years, they don't feel that way, especially last year. Last year felt kind of, like young and fun and light, uh, lots of interesting conversations in in uh, pregame and postgame. I mean, did you you've been around a lot of locker rooms? Last year's locker room, what would you rate it? How would you put it as far as you know what I you've mean, seen? So I've been very fortunate with all organizations I've been a part of, and all the locker rooms have been very in a very good vibe. I mean, obviously we're we're younger this year, this past season, but uh, I mean overall though, the young guys never came in they did their job they worked hard they're always positive everybody's smiling seeing how asking you know how you doing sir no sir yes sir all that stuff so that's i mean a little stuff like that goes a long way even when you come into the locker room you know you see all the people that that work in the organization that work really hard you know whether it might be the you know, security guard or so forth you know just you know just saying hello and getting to know the names and everybody and you know just 
you know, just the simple things of, you know, how you doing, how's your day and stuff like that goes a long way. And, and, and that's reciprocated as well. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it actually does help you out on the court as well when you have such a good, good environment. You know, Custom, uh, part of that environment, I'm just going to bring it up now, uh, is, is Pete Youngman. Pete Youngman and his training staff have been with the team for a long time. I think Pete, since 1993, as of, uh, Wednesday, it looks like he's stepping into an advisory role, whatever that means. Um, typically that means a role that's not with the team. Um, but how much has Pete meant to you and those guys in the locker room and how much of the culture of the team is, is sort of put in place by guys who aren't coaches, who aren't general managers, who aren't players, but the people that are in that locker room that, sort of make life easier for some people or more difficult for others. But uh, what has Pete meant to you and sort of the culture of this team? You know, uh, you know, Pete, Pete not only, you know, does a great job with what he does on the, on the, uh, in his business, in his field of business and line of work, but he's also, you know, he's a tremendous person outside of everything as well. You know, it's very, uh, you know, he's unique, him and, you know, Manny and so forth and Highway and all those guys that work very hard. And diligently in, in, the, in the training room they you know they're, they're the same people every single day you know they, they smile they love what they do and they create a better atmosphere for the guys coming in as well you know a lot of the younger guys don't don't understand what right now because it's the first year but you know I've been very fortunate for every organization for the training staff that they were they were they're top notch you know and Pete Pete is Pete was one of the best. You know, he he knows what he was doing, and you know, from 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 a, from a veteran standpoint, you know, you you learn, you build relationships, and you know that you know they're they're here to, to to truly help you and succeed in your in your line of work. Yeah, those uh, those four a.m. gastroenteritis calls, Costa. It's Pete that shows up at your door, right? Definitely, I've had I've had a couple where. You know, I've you know, I've, you know, besides the coach's decision, I could I could easily have played all 82 games every year, and uh, you know, it's Pete and Mandy and everybody and all those guys are, are a big part of that. And you know, I've had some you know stomach flu issues the last couple of years, but not nothing serious. But you know, Pete Pete was there. You know, I remember San Francisco. <laughs> I think it was like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Uh, and you know, he came to my room and I was couldn't it, it, and he helped he helped got everything done he helped, helped me set up with the IVs and then I was ready to go yeah and he, he kept you going even with your giant finger uh of not last year but the year before where you uh you had that finger swell up the size of like a, a giant marble like the were they the the striker marble um yeah he, yeah he kept you going through all that stuff um, all right. So, so Costa, you're in the great state of Ohio. Uh, that's, that's where you make your home base, of course, right? Correct. Yeah. I, and you know, I think you do a lot of work off the court and I, I think a lot of that, that goes unnoticed. Uh, you've done a lot of work with your former high school. Um, and, and then you see what LeBron James did. I, I'm sure you did his, I, I think it's called the Definitely. I promise school. Um, just how proud of you are to be part of the NBA family where something so incredible like that, where a player can raise the funds to open, not a private school, but a public school in his community that can change the lives of, you know, not just the 300 students that are going there at one time, but, you know, generations of students who are, 
you know, they're they're getting all the the bells and whistles, free lunches. Um, I I read right. that they all get free bikes. Yeah, bikes and helmets. I mean, everyone gets a bike and a helmet, uh, so they can get there. They get free college tuition when they get done if they graduate all the way through. I mean, what does it make you feel when you're part of a community, the NBA that that has this power to go out there and change the lives of people in your community? You know, I mean, LeBron is such is such a unique person. You know, he's not only the best player in the world. You know, he's he's equally just as one of the best people off the court, you know, for him to do something like that, it goes a long way. You know, I was reading some of the tweets, other players, you know, that were inspired with LeBron, you know, obviously they can't, some of the blog guys can't do what LeBron can do, but, you know, like I, I read a tweet from other players, you know, you know, supplying, you know, the high school with book bags and stuff like that. And it's contagious. So what he did, you know, he's setting the foundation work for other generations coming in of, you know, giving back to community and, I'm a firm believer of, you know, you know, people have their own views politically and whatnot, but, you know, it all starts where you came from and what you can do and what lives you can change locally. And that just, that just spreads. All right. So, so look, you're a workout warrior. We know that um, you're a guy who comes back and you've redefined your body time and time again. I think last season you came back so much leaner than I had seen you in previous years. Uh, and, and now you've taken to, uh, to Twitter, Instagram, to uh to post your air can uh your air costa uh plays here yeah um the big dunks the uh i were you jumping over your fiance on, on the last picture that we we saw you're oh, jumping yeah it, yeah <laughs> go it's ahead that you said that the uh that was our engagement photos we took some pictures of us playing one-on-one in the basketball court because that's that was our first you know our first date was you know we we were in the gym shooting and stuff like that that was the first time i really you know, got to know another girl back, 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 way back when, and um, you know, we thought it was just fitting, you know, just to just you know take some photos in the gym, you know, where I'm not the typical, you know, wear a suit and tie or or whatnot, but you know, even with her as well, you know, we're we were, we're Midwest people, we're we're pretty pretty chill, low key, I would say, and you know, we just wanted something that was us, and that's us, you know, just in the gym wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and that's it, you know. She's a hoopster too, right? Yeah, she she can play. She uh, she played ball in high school, and then uh, she be, and then she did. She was a biomedical engineer then in George Washington, so she didn't she didn't play basketball in college, but still got she had still some game left in the tank. There you go. Um, what is it that you try to work on during these off seasons? Because you know we've even you and I have had discussions that even when you were a young player, you were a three point shooter. You at least could shoot threes without any problems. You go back and watch the tape. Um, I've seen. Again, photos of you with uh, with CJ McCollum. You know, uh, that's one of my favorite pictures ever. He looks like Webster, and you yeah, look like I'm you in know. the background. <laughs> um, yeah, I, know, I know what you're talking about. It's funny. Every time we play Portland, I always somebody always tweets at me, and that same picture every single year is never, never, never fails. It's always it's always there. It's pretty funny though. But you know, speaking on CJ, you know, he I'm really proud of what he's accomplished, and he's got so much more so much more in front of his career where, you know, he's, 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 he's done it all. You know, he's, he's one of the, one of the elite players in the league and couldn't be proud of him. It's him and his brother as well. And they're from the same area too. So we're always, we always stay in touch and, you know, we always, you know, we work out and we do our thing and we try to represent the city as best we can. So you can. Yeah. He's an incredible shooter. And I know what him and Damian Lillard have been able to accomplish up there in Portland is really impressive. 
Um, what is it, what is it that you're hoping to bring uh, this season? Cause I know, I mean, you got to look around and say what in the world is going on here. Draft night, they take another big, um, now you guys have, I I think it's something like 27 bigs on your roster. Um, (laughs) and and it's just like, every time you turn around, it's like, wait a sec. Um, so what are you expecting? Because this is going to be an interesting season. Um, I'm sure you've watched tape of Marvin Bagley. I, I, but, but yeah. what is it, what does it mean for you or, or have you not had those conversations yet? No, I mean, from my point, my, my, from my perspective, you know, just work hard and just keep everything simple. Work, work on the things I need to work on, just, you know, finishing around the rim, the hooks, free throws, you know, mid range jumper and, I mean, I can still do all the three-pointers and the dribbling in between legs. I can do all that, you know, but that's not my role on this team. You know, my role right now is, you know, rebound, run the floor, play good defense, you know, score around the rim, you know, and, and once in a while, you know, I mean, face up and attack the rim a little bit more. But, you know, whenever the whenever the opportunity is there, just continue to be efficient. You know, I've shown that, you know, when given minutes, I can put big numbers up, but like I've been doing consistently every year. But, it's just what it is, you know, whatever route they choose, you know, you just try to be professional about it and, and play your minutes as hard as you can. You know, Marvin's a good kid, you know, he's he's talented, he's got a bright future ahead of himself. Same with Harry, you know, they're they're still young, so you know we're gonna I'm gonna be there to help him out as much as possible. But whatever coach calls my number is just keep it simple, play and just try to help the team win games. Win games. You know, Costa, you brought up Harry and you spent last season with Harry. what is he what is he like off the court? Uh, or maybe what does he like in practice that you've seen? Because he looks like a high-energy, high-motor player, uh, regardless yeah. of what position he plays or anything else. But he plays with a passion and uh, sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, there's an athleticism to him, but it's more than that. He plays with a force uh, that I think you guys could really use. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got a little he's got a motor inside of him. I mean he ever last year, you know, he would be on my team and pick up and you know, he was you know, he's always listening, working hard, plays plays with heart and that's one thing you gotta respect. You know, one thing I did observe in the summer league is he was leading other players, you know, which is just a great quality to have at a young a young age, you know, having that leadership role at that young age, you know, that's only gonna help him in the future and you know, he's very verbal on the screens and stuff like that on the defensive end. And, you know, communication is huge, especially in the basketball court. You know, it's just a simple calling the screen out left or right is the day, day or night for, for the guard's perspective. And he does that all very well. He's, his, his placement on the court, you know, he's very efficient. And, you know, he's improved over the years. You know, he's I know he's had those injuries in the past, but, you know, he's keeping himself in good shape and he's continuing to grow. You know, you brought up Las Vegas and – I didn't make it out to Vegas this year. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just too hot, and I I hate. Well, I, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, with the California Classic in Sacramento, it really did take away the need to go to Vegas um, for a lot for of sure. us. But um, you did make it out there, and what is it about veterans showing up to support their their teammates that's so important, even if it is just summer league? he's just showing you know hey we're here to support you guys you know it's you know a lot of a lot of the vets you know from previous years as well did the same you know and it's just you know when i was younger when i had saw the vets at the summer leagues or whatnot you know it felt good to you know see the guys and see them be there and watching because it shows that you know you know you do care you know regardless of scenario you do care and you support the team and it's 
it's it's a good it's a good vibe for everybody around just to be there and just to support. You are listening to the Kings Insider Podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's new Berry Burst Chicken Salad is a perfect summer meal for busy schedules. Packed with fresh strawberries, blueberries, grilled chicken, and topped with raspberry vinaigrette, it's bursting with summer flavors. Available for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Also, we're into boat safety here on the Kings Insider Podcast, so let's listen to a little boating and waterways conversation about boating safety this summer. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose baits, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. All right, so you and I, we have conversations. I think one thing that people don't know about you, or maybe they do, but they don't know enough about it, is you're a movie line guy. Um, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I can go back and forth on occasion and <laughs> like spit some movie lines at each other. Um, but you're also, you know, you're, you're a superhero guy. You, you, you dig the action movie. Have, are you caught up on your, your Marvel movies at this point? I, I am. I am, of course. I mean, I, the last one I saw was, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So yeah. that was pretty good. That was core, That was on the same time frame with the new Infinity War. It's just a different. Just that's yeah. Yeah. I don't now, want to spoil it for anybody. That's why I just like hesitant to say anything. Oh no, man! If they haven't watched it by now, it's their bad. You yeah. Know, it, it's yeah, their. Right. It's their Maybe. bad, Costa. Uh, so, so <laughs> it's it's been a really interesting development though in the series. Uh, starting with Infinity Wars, and then, of course, they do sort of a flashback with, well, they keep you up to date with where, uh, with what happened with Ant-Man during the uh, the great Infinity Wars, uh, sort of, I don't know, it's the showdown, right? So, what are right. your thoughts? What exactly happened to half of the people? How do they fix this, Costa? How... How does Marvel come back and and give their characters new life after disintegrating um, not just half the population of the universe, but a good portion of of their Marvel superheroes? I think uh, the scene with uh, we well, remember Doctor Strange before they got disintegrated. You yep. know, he mentioned you know this was this is meant to be. You know, obviously the time stone is going to have a huge impact on what's going to happen, and you know I feel like you know. You know the um, everybody can come back off the time stone, so I think that's going to be a huge, huge thing. I think it was pretty cool at the end of Ant Man watching the post credit scenes when, you know, he went into uh, was it subatomic, uh, yep. whatever it was, he went subatomic, and then he was on the radio and everybody else disintegrated while he was in the sub, sub went subatomic. So it was pretty cool how they correlated that with the time frame of of, of Infinity War towards the end. So I mean, you're gonna have some guys still still available to, to fight, you know, Thanos. Obviously, Thanos we got all the all the Infinity Stones. It's pretty much impossible to beat. But I think they'll find some way to get the Time Stone and go back in time and bring everybody back to life. And you know, hey, I'm back. You know, look, look, you know, they're gonna <laughs> they're not just gonna stop it. Obviously, I think it falls in line with the comics too. There's there's one, I forget what what comic what comic. There's there's a cartoon series where. You know, there's Doctor Strange just keeps putting himself back in time as the Thanos keeps, you know, keeps putting him down and down and down. And he, 
they just keep refighting and refighting. I don't know what what cartoon what cartoon movie that was, which one it was, but I think it's going to be something correlated with that with the next one. Do you think it's possible that Thanos uh, he just has a guilty conscience and it, and he resets things himself eventually because he looks think, on, he looks definitely... Go ahead. He's not the he's not the prototypical villain like I want to kill everybody for for pleasure. He believes in you know the, the self a, a, a sacrifice for the, for the betterment of of the population down the road, which is and I don't think of that of a messed up way on my standpoint. I think that's what he's thinking of. He's not just killing just to kill. He's killing for the better the betterment of of society in, in his mind in his mind. So that's not like you could tell, like even too when he had to throw uh, Gomera, whatever the daughter's name is, right? Gomera. Yeah. Is that, her, is that her name off a cliff at the end to get the Soul Stone? You know, you could tell he didn't want to do it, but he had to do what what he felt like was right, which is messed up, but it's just what he thought. So, but he had some show, show he showed some form of emotion. It's not like he was completely emotionless. Yeah, he showed some sort of soul. I think that's what it was. I, it, he did show that he had soul. It's an interesting sort of way that they've done this and they've really played it up. Um, but clearly, you know how how well some of these movies are, have done. Uh, there, There's no way that Black Panther stays uh, disintegrated forever after how well his, his films, his opening film did. Right. Um, so, oh, right. I mean, I mean, he was the second highest grossing next to Infinity War, correct? Which yeah. Was, crazy yeah yeah and, you know i mean they did, great, they did a great job you know with with the cgi and everything especially back Panther. I, I loved it i mean i love all the marvel movies so i mean they're they do a phenomenal job with it to keep you engaged and and keeps you rolling i think they're like averaging almost a billion dollars for each one and might, might not have been mistaken which is which is nuts close to a billion yeah it's crazy now where are you at with deadpool being part of this I don't. I don't know if they're gonna bring Deadpool. Are you talking about Deadpool coming in with the uh, the Avengers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, can Deadpool exist in this in this world? I don't. I don't think it will, honestly, because it's, it's rated R. So that's he's true. Gonna have to completely change. He's gonna have to completely change the whole dynamic. Because that's why those movies have good ratings, obviously, because rated R you can do more. Obviously, your target audience is less less than because of the rated R rating, but. You know, I think Ryan Reynolds did a phenomenal job in Deadpool one and two, and obviously it was pretty funny in the second one, in the beginning with uh, they had Logan on the, the that was passed away on the rock. Oh yeah, and yeah. Then, and then in the, in the first scene, obviously he wants he wants him to actually be in the third one. I don't know how that's gonna work though, because obviously he was he died off, but you can bring him back to life too. So I think there's just two little two different storylines. I mean, the rating is I think is what's gonna get it not be able to work because it's rated R and the other one's PG-13. Yeah, and of course, Deadpool, I don't think he can uh, he can not say inappropriate things. It's it's sort right, of the way that it's Deadpool. built. All right, Costa, I don't want to keep you all day. I know you probably got to go pump some iron uh, and maybe dunk. <laughs> you got to go dunk some more, <laughs> you know. Um, but this or... is a, this is a big summer of change for you. Uh, you're You're getting married. Um, you got a lot going on off the court. Uh, how, how is, how are things going to be different for you this year? Um, as far as just, you know, the way you are as, as an NBA player and coming back, you know, in another summer, uh, you're a pros pro. Um, you know, I've, have talked about this many times about, 
you know, you're an investment guy, you're, you're a smart guy, uh, who can probably play in the league for another 15 years. Um, how, but how is this year going to be just different for you? Honestly, I, I don't view it as something that's different. I appreciate the compliments by the way, but, uh, it's not, I don't see anything changing, honestly, whatever, whatever it is, it is, you know, you, you take, you take the task at hand and you have a positive approach with it. You know, I'm very fortunate with, with, what God has provided me in my life. And, you know, you can't, you know, whether, you know, the coach plays me or doesn't play me, I'll be ready to go regardless of the scenario. And that, that's it. You know, that's how you stay, stay focused, stay in line, you know, keep everything as simple as possible and as efficient as possible. And everything just clicks on all cylinders, regardless of the scenario. There it is. Costa Kufis. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I know it's, uh, you know, we got, we could have kept talking. We, we didn't even talk about Garrett Temple. We didn't talk about, your uh your grease the yeah the the fires burning in greece i mean there's a lot there's a lot we could have delved into here but we talked marble and i think in some ways uh that's better for the people because uh there's too many i mean it's a change of pace yeah change of pace you know you know honestly i find it you know you talk something about that has more light 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 light-hearted conversations you know it helps people even myself you get your mind off of some of the negativity that's in the world or I'm not saying, you know, I mean, Garrett Temple was a great teammate. Vince Carter was a great teammate. I was talking about the fires in this, in this scenario. But, yeah, you know, it helps people get off, get, get their minds off of things and you find their own zen. Well, I always appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, hopefully we get to see you very soon, man. We got training camp just around the corner. I think you, you've only got like six weeks, so you got to be back in Sacramento. Hopefully the heat wave and the smoke clears up before then. Yeah, I appreciate it, James. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. You've been listening to the Kings Insider Podcast brought to you by Wendy's. If you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. And if you like our podcast, give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic. We'll be back next week with Doug Christie and another great guest, Thanks for tuning in, Kings fans. We'll see you very soon.